Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. Hey, what's up out there, podcast land? We're so glad you guys are with us for an exciting, absolute, wonderful, mesmerizing, even, <laughs> shall I say, tremendous episode. All those. It's a lot to live up to now. Of the no pressure. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot of words. What? A lot of description. Uh, uh, my adjective usage was low today. So it was. Prepare you yourselves. So I had to, yeah, I had to catch up on it. Mm, so catch up. Hey, I'm Hank Meadows. <laughs> I am the pastor of Mary Baptist Church. I'm so glad you guys are here with me. I got my home slice, Miss Mona, the hey, hey girl. Hey, hey, hey. I got the bean of the board, Elbino Dino. Ew. Barbarino. <laughs> you That's look like a Barbarino. I, I don't know how to take that. <laughs> I do like the fact that it's got a little flair to it. Yeah, know. I mean, wasn't Barbarino off a of Welcome Back, Kata? Oh, good uh, gracious. Yeah, that's, yeah. That, that may be a day before my time. It was. He's a little young, you know. That was John Travolta's first yes. big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Drew thought I was 48. <laughs> I asked him to say how old I look. He went high, and I think he was still trying to go low. He just yeah. missed. <laughs> yeah. Uh. Well, glory. <laughs> so, hey, you guys having a good week? Hey, yeah. All right. Bob Reno is, is in good shape. Yeah. Right. We're, we're well, I'm so glad <laughs> My you voice are. is a little bit better today. Yeah, so, that's so good. we actually have put off taping for a few days yeah. because Mona came in Sunday and was like, hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be like, welcome to the Ghosts of Grand. I mean, Mosaic of Marion. Yeah, don't. don't. Oh, I thought I forgot what don't show I was on here for a minute. Don't confuse us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get her on the Goose of Grace one day. I'm just saying. I, I mean, it's gonna happen. You know, Drew complains he's not on here very often. Well, she's I've never, never, been on never Goose of Grace. even an invite extended. Never now, I don't invited. Know that she could handle it though. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, would, I wouldn't know how to contribute to the conversation. I mean, the times that I've been on there, biblically, that's how you could. That's where we need the most help. <laughs> I mean, the times I've been on there, it is like utter chaos. I mean, oh, the it things is. you guys come up with to talk about, my brain just doesn't go there. We don't come up with anything. It <laughs> no, just comes know, out. But There's it comes no. Out. <laughs> it's play. Or record, and it just starts going. And then there's probably a few times I've hit play by accident. So anyway, so we're getting ready to get going. We're in Genesis chapter 39 again. We're going to finish up. May get over into in the 40. I doubt it. <laughs> but um, we're going to go with it. Yeah. Well, I found something today. I never ever ever. Remember reading in scripture. Really? And I found it today. <laughs> now, I'm sure you, little Miss <laughs> Thang over there, you probably will say, oh, I've read that, oh, hundreds of times. Well, guess what? Your pastor has not. <laughs> okay. I, no. I've read it. I'm sure you've read it. It just didn't register. Didn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just didn't register. Rumma- yeah, yeah, register and rummage around yeah. in my brain. <laughs> when I said, so we're going to start at verse 19, I think. Yep. And then you're going to read to the end of the chapter? Yep. And then we're going to hit go. Okay. Well, he already, hopefully he already hit record. Um, As soon as his master heard the words that his wife spoke to him, this is the way your servant treated me. His anger was kindled. And Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined. And he was there in prison. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. 
And the keeper of the prison put Joseph in charge of all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever was done there, he was the one who did it. The keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it succeed. All right, let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for these accounts uh, that remind us of your faithfulness. Mm-hmm. You are always faithful, Lord. Your promises are always true. So, Heavenly Father, we just pray that that would be the message that comes out of out of this time and that it would be a blessing to you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen, amen. So, man, once again, old Joe, back in another pit, basically. Right. Um, I read a quote today. It said, um, this guy said, I'm so thankful no. He's how do you have it? I get nervous when God allows someone to succeed before they are ready for it. Mm. Yep. What do you think? Yeah. So and as you think about that, wh- where does it take your thoughts about you know, don't it it's, makes him nervous when God allows someone to succeed before they're ready for it. Well, I guess the first thought is to consider if it's possible to be not ready for some success to happen to you. And that's absolutely true. I think that we would never admit that. We would never um, even think about the fact that, well, I was just wasn't ready for that. But we absolutely could be not ready. Well, I just think it, it goes back to, you know, we, we talked about, a lot of times, you know, when we're in that valley, we want to get out of it, we want to get out now, when we really should be focused on what God's trying to show us. And it's that same thing with success, though. We can say, but if I get it today, isn't it better if I can just go ahead and be successful today? But it may, I mean, we've seen it happen time and time again. When you're successful, you can absolutely ruin yourself if you're not ready for it. Yeah, success can ruin you. Yeah. I think success can ruin you quicker than disappointment. Yeah. Because when you're disappointed, I mean, you really got one or two things. You just quit, <laughs> but that doesn't mean you're you're ruined. Right, it means you quit and you go to something else, or it makes you work harder. Yeah, or we are much more likely to turn to God when things are bad, yeah. and when we're in those valleys, and when things are hard, than we are when things are good. So if we're experiencing success, we are much more likely to lean on our own um, more. Understanding, uh, yeah, <laughs> right. And, and scripture clearly right. says, not lean not on yeah. right. understanding, yeah. right. but in all your ways, acknowledge him, he'll direct your path. So, I mean, you feel bad for my main man, yeah. I mean, he's frolicking along over in Shechem, <laughs> Dothan, <laughs> looking for his bros, and the next thing you know, he finds himself in a pit. That's not bad enough, then he's sold into slavery. Mm. If that's not bad enough, then he's made a slave in the house of Potiphar. I said it correctly. <laughs> And then Potiphar's wife apparently got the hots for him. Mm-hmm. And so he turns her down. And ultimately she says, well, enough of this. Right. I'm going to get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he left. The Bible says, you know, he ran out so fast he left his coat. And she came in mm-hmm. and said he's mocking him. So from there, he's now in jail. Right. I mean, you're talking about going from a deeper pit to a deeper pit to a deeper pit to a deeper pit. Yeah. That first pit was nothing compared to where he is now. Right. How many of us, when we, I'm, I'm going to quote this. Well, I've quoted it Sunday because we're taping this a week before. So Sunday, I'm going to make this. Um, 
I want to quote. Let me let me pull this out real quick. Little, I I remembered it. Little trials are for little faith. Mm. Big trials are for big faith. Joseph was going through some big trials. Right now, we read this, and you know one way that that we know the Bible is true is that you find various and sundry descriptions of an event in different places. Now, some people say, oh, that's contradictory. Right. No, 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 no. It's just like if all three of us witness something. Mm -hmm. We tell it. If we said the exact same words, they're going to think we talked about it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So we're all going to focus on something. We're going to find something. Do you know that in the Psalms, they talk about Joseph being in prison? Did you know that? Uh, um, I might not have been able to tell you that, but I'm not surprised. Let me just say that. <laughs> so if we were to look over in Psalm 105 and... We re it's sort of the psalmist is, is sort of giving a, a history lesson here mm -hmm. as I was reading through it. And um, you find themselves that it, it begins to talk in, about this and, and it talks about the wondrous works. And then when you get down to verse, um, just start at verse 12, because in the previous verse, he talks about Abraham being given Canaan. He says, when they were few in number and of little account, and sojourners in it, wandering from nation to nation, from one kingdom to another people, he allowed no one to oppress them. He rebuked kings on their account, saying, Touch not my anointed ones, do my prophets no harm. When he summoned a famine on the land, and he broke all supply of bread. Mm -hmm. Y'all listen to this. Uh -huh. He had sent a man ahead of them. Mm -hmm. I love that statement. He had sent a man ahead of them. Joseph, who was sold as a slave, his feet were hurt with fetters, his neck was put in a collar of iron. What I've read is they say he's talking about when he was in prison. Uh -huh. And, you know, you can go on and, and until what he had said came to pass, the word of the Lord tested him. The king sent and then released him. So think about that so we read this and we go oh he was put in prison home dude was put apparently at the very beginning of it in a neck iron and mm -hmm. leg irons and mm -hmm. shackles it wasn't really good how many times when we fall into that pit are we that same way we feel like we've got nothing mm -hmm. but shackles on us right yep <laughs> to say something <laughs> well maybe the one who has a voice well, okay, I'll, I'll step it. Well, the thing that don't keeps, do don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> keeps coming coming to me is you know so often when when people experience uh, for life bear term again these valleys we say oh they must have done something to deserve it. Mm -hmm. We look here he didn't do anything to deserve it, but God well, still uh, <laughs> he didn't do anything to deserve this this movement yeah yeah this, yeah, this, yeah, yeah. yeah okay yeah, yeah. and so. Yeah. And so, but it was still necessary, even though it wasn't pleasant, it was necessary for God to get him where he needed to be. And so a lot of times, instead of blame, we need to say, well, well, is God, now sometimes, don't get me wrong, sometimes we, we have to just deal with our own consequences because we messed up and, and we deal with it. But even in those times, you have to say, God, can you, yeah. what, God what are you trying to, I, yeah. I think we look at, at valleys and pits wrong. Mm-hmm. Agree. Yeah, absolutely. What are you trying to teach me in this? Mm -hmm. Right. How often do we say that? What, what we really say is, well, how, how fast are you going to get me out of this? Yeah. Or woe is me because I'm here. Yeah. 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 Right. It, whiny butt. Right. Yeah. Um, one of my, you know, I don't have but about five or six originals. I think one of my originals is 
though, God never lets a good valley go to mm-hmm. waste. Yeah. He, wh- and I'm with you, Dan. Whether you, it's because of right. you, or because remember, and I talked about this the other Sunday early morning. Remember when the disciples, mm-hmm. both times they got in a boat and were going to the other side, they went right into a storm. Mm-hmm. Right. It was none of their doing. Jesus is the one that said, get, get in the boat, boat go, go to the other side. Yep. It was also the spirit who led Jesus into the wilderness to face what he faced. Right. Yep. So, yes, yeah, so often it's not. Now, I believe sometimes we put more on that it's our fault. Yeah, I, oh, I yeah. think there's a lot of times, it's, like with this, Jesus, like, I got to do something yep. in your life. I got to get you where you will hear me and listen to me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think if you take, if you look at the Bible from the very beginning to the very end, the purpose of God is evident throughout. And you'll read over and over and over again um, reasons why God did this so that they would know that he was the Lord, so that um, the Egyptians, so Pharaoh would know that he was the Lord, so that his people would know, so that they would um, depend on him, so that they would um, make allow him to be God so they would follow him as God. Over and over again. Here's the crazy truth. I, this, I found so many verses that I, I uh, that have not registered with me. So we're in FCA on Tuesday, and the, they're going through 1 Samuel 6. And in the midst of that, so the ark has been captured mm-hmm. in battle by the Philistines, and, and God has brought tumors on them. Right. And finally, somebody, wherever it was at, says, Dude, do you not know what God did to the Egyptians? Right. All the things he did. Yo, send yeah. this stinking ark back to the Jews. <laughs> Literally, you go read First Samuel. Yep. I don't First know Samuel why. Just, it just amazes me yeah. sometimes how things just slide by, right. and then other times the, the Holy Spirit says, "Look." Yep. And the the person that was teaching, the student that was teaching, he just read it. But I, I mean, he's way over yonder, and I'm going. Oh my God! <laughs> God was using what happened mm-hmm. to the Egyptians. Other countries yeah. support the mm-hmm. Bible, saying, "You remember what He did to yeah. the Egyptians, right?" You think it's going to get better for you? No, it's not. It can only get, and it w- only will and will get worse. Absolutely. So, what is God really? Why? Now we listen. But the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love. What are you? How do you reconcile? He's in fetters, he's in chains, he's in bondage, he's in a jail, he's been in a pit, he's been in a slave house, uh, all this stuff. And yet then the Bible's going to say the Lord was with Joseph and showed him steadfast love and gave him favor. How do we reconcile that? Uh, I mean, we talked about it last week a little bit, but we reconcile it because it's just true, because God is ever-present, he, he's... There is nowhere that he is not. We were reading Psalm 139 last night. And nowhere can we go to get away from his presence. And so even when we are in those pits, that prison, those chains, God is with us because he says that he is with us. He will never leave us or forsake us. So we have to, we just have to know that truth and cling to that truth because it is true. And that's the key is that it's true. And here's the second part of that. Mm -hmm. It's always for a purpose. Right. I'm going to give you guys some scriptures I really want to deal with. Turn to Hebrews. Turn to James, chapter 1. Turn to Hebrews 6, Dan, and I'm going to be in Romans, chapter 5. Throughout the Bible, we read things that tell us these truths, man, and they tell us clearly um, what, what God is up to. 
Um, so read Hebrews 6.12. All right. Um, I'm going to start with 11 because it's halfway through. And we desire each one of you to show the same earnestness to have the full assurance of hope until the end, so that you may not be sluggish, but imitators of those who, th- who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Flip over verse chapter 10 and verse 26. No, 36, not 26, 36. Uh, 36, all right. Um, for you have need of endurance so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised. You can't, I mean, you keep hearing these words, patience, endurance, faithfulness that you got to hang on mm-hmm. to in these times. Come on. you just. Well, out. I was just saying, well, and it's, it's almost like the, the short term is not necessarily what God's worried about. It's He's not. Exactly. It, it's the, it's the long term. And and eternity, but I mean, you know, so often we'll we'll start something, and, and oh, good grief, this drives me crazy. I mean, look, we've been doing this podcast now for three years. We're, I mean, if we had, had quit based on numbers, we'd have quit after like episode two. <laughs> but God, God works in the long term. Now, that's not to say He can't come down and change things in an instant, but so often that growth, if it's real growth, takes time. It's like I heard somebody say. You know, he saved them out of Egypt basically in a day mm-hmm. when they left. Hmm. But it took the next 40 years right. to get them to be the people he wanted them to be. Right. What a picture of salvation and sanctification. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was right there with you. Sorry. Yeah. But, but so often we we're like, well, they're not perfect, but they got, I thought they got saved. No, because it, it's, it's, it's a process. It's sanctification. Yeah. They're completely saved. Yeah. All right. Well, that. And when he read in Hebrews about the... How did I know you were going to stay in Hebrews? I almost, I almost said, no, you just take Hebrews and gave you James. She can't let she it go. She just makes up her own assignments. I mean... Doesn't even do what she's told, I tell you. The One of my favorite words in the Bible is endurance. And, and whether it's... I don't know if it's endure or endurance, but it, the hupomeno, which means remaining under. And so... Um, we try so hard. We want to get out of it. And we've mentioned that before. We want to be healed. We want to get out of the pit. We want to get out from underneath the burden. And yet God is saying we need to remain under it. And we need to remain under it and so that we he can fulfill his purpose. And His the word purpose, I'm not going to get it right, but the word purpose is very um in my brain, intentional, because it shows that it's not just willy-nilly. And it's not just a reason for something that um, God can change on a whim, but it's a specific plan that he has. And and he has to take us through those things sometimes to do that. God never does anything willy-nilly. No, not at all. Nothing. Or I mean, from, or to waste it. Yeah, or, he, they're, they're, I mean, let that sink in. Talk yeah. about the, the grandeur and the greatness and majesty of God. He does nothing willy-nilly. Right. Everything has a purpose. Right. And he is in control of everything. 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 Right. All right, James 1. All right, well, you're turning there. Um, no, that that, <laughs> Y'all sorry, have that that terminology, though, that you just used, that, that phrasing that, that you're under, I think so often we we mistake what it is we're under. It's like when I was at home, when I was growing up at home, I was like, I can't wait to get out of here. I can't wait to get out of here because I was like, I'm under my, my parents' rule. I'm under all this, that, that. What I was under was their protection. 
And so, so often we're like, get me out from under your thumb. No, it's his protection. You don't understand what he's protecting you from if you're still in his wheel. And what are most people, I, I know what happened to me, man. So you, you, I'm saying what, man, I can't wait to get out yep. from under these people. Y'all drive me crazy. I know more than y'all know. But the moment you get off the college <laughs> yeah. and, and you're gone, and then what do you, what's the first thing you do? <laughs> Call home? Yep. <laughs> I, I talked to my dad. I'm like, dad, I think I'm just going to come home. He said, uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I'll never forget that phone call. Now, we used a pay phone because that's all we had. We had a pay phone in the hall. And it was it was literally, so here's Lewis. I don't think anybody knows the story. So it was like between classes. It was like 1030 in the morning. Man, I was I was homesick, bro. And I yep. was at Farm. It wasn't far. And I was like, I'm just going to call my dad. Yep. I called my dad and said, hey, Dad, I, uh, this ain't working, bro. I said, I'm going to come home. And my man literally said two words. Uh, no. <laughs> and, then, and then he said, anything else? <laughs> no, I guess not. But it is such a good picture of what we do, though, because, I mean, here, you know, to be in prison and in, in, in God's favor is better than being in a mansion and out of it, yeah. you know. James right, one. I'm done, sorry. James one what? Uh Come on, two, three, four. <laughs> Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials. Count it all joy. Yep. You mean I'm in the pit, just struggling, man, to breathe, and you're going, James is writing, count it all joy? Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete and lacking in nothing. How many of us want to read that in the midst of it? Mm. How many of us in the middle of a pit, in a prison, in a whatever, want to hear somebody say, you know, now, now, clarity. He didn't say, well, praise God, I'm here. Praise right. God that this thing happened to me to put no. But you can praise him for it because of what he's doing. Right. Not the thing. Right. But the place you're in mm-hmm. because he's doing something. Mm-hmm. Job would have never praised God for all he went through. Right. Mm-hmm. But he could praise God, and he ultimately did praise God because he let him go through it, and he blessed him through it. And then mine is Romans 5, um, starting at verse 4, and uh, verse 3, not in that we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces, here's that word again, endurance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Endurance produces character, character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who's been given to us. It all comes back to endurance. Mm -hmm. Obviously, and I'm not being mean to my main man Joe here, bro had to get some things straight in oh, his yeah. life. Yeah. He had to be humbled. Mm-hmm. He had to be brought low to be useful. Because next time we meet, we're now going to start talking about he begins to interpret mm-hmm. dreams. Yeah. And so, but before he could do that, remember back, he's like, hey, y'all, check out this is a dream I had. Yeah. You know, all y'all, man. And then mom, dad, even you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So God, I mean, he had to, and, and so some people say, well, God's a mean God. Hmm. 
I don't see how God could be more merciful and gracious. Yeah, in the moment, go back to what you said. Yep. In the moment, yeah, it wasn't good. Yep. But in the long term, he saved the world. Right. Psalm 105 says, he sent a man ahead. Right. How's that not grace and mercy? Right, exactly. He could have been like, man, y'all go. This altar will take comfort over grace and mercy any day. Yeah. You know. When comfort yeah. is not good. It, and it can end just like it. I mean. Comfort makes you lazy. Yep. And lazy is not a good place to be. Yep. Bible speaks against it. Right. How much time we got? Uh, yeah, good five minutes. Oh, man, good. Great. Well, can I go to somewhere? I don't know. Where are you going? First Peter 5. Okay. Because as we talk about if, you know, God saying that God is mean and putting us in these difficulties and the suffering. But yet when we read First Peter 5 verse 10, we see again his purpose in his goodness. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself, I love these words, restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Those are the purposes for which God is doing the things that he does, the things that he um, allows us to walk through, the things that he puts in our path, the wilderness he takes us to, so that he can restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish us. And if we didn't go to those places, if we didn't have those sufferings, most likely we wouldn't be able to attain to those things. Well, and is what you, you don't see in any of these passages is that he's going to reveal exactly how you're going to come out of it, that, that when you come out, this is going to be given to you. Right. But that's why it's so important to know the character of God, because if you, if you learn about his character as much as we can on this side of eternity, then you know that, that those are the things he, he's bringing you toward, you know, and, and that without this, you would never just be like, well, that's, I'm going to just muster up, you know, endurance. I'm just going to muster up good. No, he's got to do that because you can't do it. He doesn't expect you to do that either. Right. right. He didn't need to die if you can muster up your own yeah. endurance. Mm -hmm. So here's what I want to say to the crowd out there listening. I, I have no clue what you're going through. I have no clue the, the pit you're in. It could be financial. It could be um, physical. It could be mental. It, it could be... I don't know, you name it. But here's what I would say to you. If you're in that pit and search for the light. Yeah. Number one, we've said it week after week. Mm -hmm. Never forget in the darkness you, what you learned in the light. Mm -hmm. And you hold on to that because you hit it on the head. He said he'll never leave us nor forsake Sorry. us. Psalm 139 says, where can I hide from your spirit? Mm -hmm. If I go to the highest mountain, you're there. If I go to the deepest part of the ocean, I'm there. No matter what, God sees. Right. That's never a question. It's not a question if he hears. It's a question is, when are you going to get what he's doing and come into agreement with him? Because right. that's ultimately what he's doing mm -hmm. when he's correcting you, he's moving in your life, because he's living out Romans 8, 28 and 29. Right. Things are working for the good. Things were working for the good. Mm -hmm. All right, foreshadowing, okay? In Genesis 50, what does Joseph say? <laughs> What you guys meant for evil. God meant it for good. Yep. God meant it for good. Right. Dear one. But there's a lot that happens. Oh, there's a lot that happens. <laughs> In between. But you, but we, but we don't live for the moment. No, you right. don't. Yeah. Exactly. You endure and it'll be worth it. I mean, I could go on so many scriptures. 
Our sufferings are not to be compared with the glory that will be shown in us in eternity. You might never, ever get out of the pit on this side, but I promise you, based on God's truth and his word, it is worth it. But so many of us, we get in the pit and we get like a pig and we wallow (laughs) instead of looking for what God is doing. Right. God is always up to something. Yes. Look for it. Yes. What you got? Anything you guys? Uh, are we doing final thoughts? Or are we do? I, I got nothing else other than that. Go for it. Uh, all right, final thought. Then okay. Um, I just gave mine. Well, I know a part of it was what I was going to say. No, I had to think of it. no. Um, just the fact that we get this picture of the, of the pit. Now I, I want to clarify a little bit. Like so often when we think of a pit, we're like, oh, when I get out, my circumstances will be different. My, you know, I'll have that money. I'll have whatever it is that I'm lacking. So it, there's no guarantee of that. What, what you, what'll get you out of the pit is your relationship with God changes. You grow closer to Him, and then it doesn't matter. If the world tells you you're in a pit. You're there with God, so you you feel that love. And that's the thing that we keep coming back to here is that. Um, let's see, verse twenty one. But the Lord was with Joseph. It, it you have to have that relationship to recognize the fact that you're not alone, and so don't don't go into it thinking, well, when I'm out, everything circumstance wise is going to be perfect because that's not the case. Yeah, true. Right. Um, I don't know. My final thought is, what were you waiting on? Huh? I'm trying to draw it out, Mona. <laughs> you'd be ready. I mean, good grief. Well, I had a thought and I changed my mind. I'll go back to it. When we were in talking about 139 and talking about how we can't go anywhere without that God is there, the highest heights are the lowest depths. And just to, and you were saying that when you're in the darkness and look for the light. But when we are in the darkness, we have to remember that it says that um, even the darkness is not dark to you. The night is bright as the day, for darkness is as light with you. There is no darkness in God. Mm-hmm. He is light. He is light. And so when our circumstances are dark, because that is possible, um, we keep our eyes on him because he is the light and he, there's no darkness in him. And he sees, you said it, he sees every bit of us. And that's his name, Elroy, that I love because even when, if, (laughs) even when it seems to us like we are sitting in pitch black and nobody sees us and nobody knows what we're going through. God absolutely does. God does. How in the world does that seem like a mean God? You're stupid. Know, right? <laughs> you ridiculous people. Right. Hey, let's pray real quick. <clears throat> Father God, we love you um, so much. We're, we're thankful that you're the same God, whether we're on the mountain, in the valley, in between. You're the God of the light. You're, you're the God in the darkness because you are light. And Lord, we need to just trust you. It all comes down to trust. God, help us to trust more and love more because you are the God of all. God, we love you and we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. I am Hank Meadows, pastor of Marion Baptist Church. I got my home slice, Miss Mona, the Hey Girl. Hey, hey. And got my main man over there, Dan Mangalabalibua. What? Yep. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Well, week's Christmas. Oh, my.